on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Peer, your host. And as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these streets. Happy Sunday, everyone. But more importantly, happy Mother's Day. Today is Mother's Day. And I really hope that all of you mothers out there took the day, took the time to celebrate you. And I know sometimes Mother's Day can be really hard, especially for those of us who have lost um, maternal figures that have lost our mothers, um, especially during you know this crazy pandemic. So I know that Mother's Day, although it is a time to celebrate and it's a joyful time, it can also be a time of sadness. So for all of you mothers out there, you know, you know, kudos to you. Mothering is not easy. You are a mother literally 365 days a week, whether you have your child with you or not, your mother radar does not go off. Um, There is never a break from it. For those of you who are mourning the loss of your mothers, just take this time to reflect on just the amazingness, the the beauty, the greatness um, of your mother, right? This is a time where you sit back and you just remember all of the amazing things your mother um, was to you. I know every year, um, Mother's Day, you know, it's bittersweet because my my mom, mom, right? My biological mom, she's here and she's, you know, doing the best that she can. But then my grandmother, the one that actually like raised me, you know, it's sad. And it's funny because last night I actually had a dream about her. And I don't know if it's because, you know, Mother's Day was coming. I don't know if it's a subconscious thing, but, um, you know, I thought about her and I did get a little sad because it's like, you know, it's it's Mother's Day, right? And so you're, again, thinking about the celebrations that take place. But either way, um, I say all that to say this. <laughs> Mother's Day is a special day. Even though every day is Mother's Day, take this day to either reflect on, you know, the goodness of your mother. Um, if your mother is no longer with you, um, if you are a mother yourself, take this time to really, you know, take care of you, think about you, celebrate you, you deserve it. Um, and I will also say, I will also give this little fun fact. So Haitian and Dominican Mother's Day is also the last Sunday of the month of May. So many of us Haitian Americans and Dominican Americans, I feel like we have this like, uh, <laughs> this like stress that comes upon us every year, right? Like, so for example, today is American Mother's Day and it literally just jumped on me. Like I did not recognize that Mother's Day was going to be this quick. Like I blinked my eyes and it was already Mother's Day. So because I have the Haitian Mother's Day to fall back on, I always do, like what I do is I'll acknowledge American Mother's Day. I'll give a call 
and then Haitian Mother's Day, I'll try to do something so I'm not in the doghouse for the year. Because if you don't do something for Mother's Day, especially when it comes to Haitian parents, you will be in the doghouse probably for the entire year. And they will call all their friends and let them know that you did nothing for them for Mother's Day. So for those of you who find yourself in this predicament where we is May 8th, Mother's Day is here and it's about to be out the door and you're like, damn it, I forgot to get something because Mother's Day literally just crept up on me. It's okay. Haitian Mother's Day, Dominican Mother's Day is the last Sunday of this month. Put it in your calendars. I am giving you this gem for those of you who were lackluster for American Mother's Day or forgot it altogether. You have time to redeem yourself. You have a couple more weeks to make it right. Get get the Haitian cake, get the patties, get the little celebration going on so that you are not in the doghouse. And for those of you who are just like, man, I'm not Haitian and I'm not Dominican, but I also forgot Mother's Day. What can I do? Well, you can assume Haitianness or assume Dominicanness <laughs> and tell your mom, hey, doing something different this year, I'm gonna celebrate you on Haitian slash Dominican Mother's Day. Not sure if it's going to work, but you can try it (laughs) either way. So this is the month of May, you know, um, very clear. Last week we did not have an episode, so I did not get to give you the May spiel like of us being in a new month and us, you know, talking about different awarenesses for the month. So I'm going to do that now. So May is many things, actually. It's Mental Health Awareness Month, which is huge. I think that's one of the biggest things. I think most people, um, when they think about awarenesses for May, mental health awareness is the first one and probably the only one that really comes to mind. And so what does that mean? It means throughout the month of May, you're going to see a lot of campaigns, you're going to see a lot of posts, you're going to see a lot of discussions, forums, comments, etc., surrounding the topic of mental health, which is very, very critical. And you know, here at According to RP, at Black Ivy Media, WJMS Media, we are not just talking about these things in the actual month. We are talking about mental health all throughout the year. For those of you who follow me, you know we've already had mental health experts on this platform talking about various aspects of mental health and well-being. So we're not new to this. We are true to this. We are not bandwagoners. We are serious about this cause. So we're going to be talking about mental health awareness a little bit today, but we're also going to bring on another professional to kind of talk about it more in depth, Um, different angles, right? Because there's so many different aspects and there's so many different facets. When people think about mental health and mental illness, a lot of times they kind of lump them together and they're not necessarily the same. And so we want you guys to be informed and educated on like this men- what mental health actually is, why it's important to really be aware of your own mental health. Um, because there's so many things that are happening in these streets. You guys know, you guys watch the news and mental illness is really behind a lot of it. So we need to be in tune with ourselves. So I don't want to go too much on a, on a, a spiel because we are going to talk a little bit about that for today's show. Um, but May is also Lupus Awareness Month. And many of you guys may not be directly connected with any individuals who have lupus, but I have several people in my life that I know have lupus. I have lost friends um, at very young ages to lupus. And so it's something that is very dear and near to my heart. 
So we are going to have a a lupus, um, I don't know if you want to call it survivor or thriver or warrior rather, because she's still battling it. It's something that she's going to have for the rest of her life. Um, so a lupus warrior who is going to talk to us about living with lupus and what that's like. And interestingly enough, she's been on this show a few times because... I feel like my friends, we wear so many hats. Unfortunately, this is not, you know, a hat that I think anybody would want to wear, but she's very well informed on many aspects of life. And so she'll be back again to talk about um, her lupus journey and experience. And um, I think it's really important for us as black people to really be aware of it because lupus is something that really hits our community very, very hard. And we are losing people. Um, day in and day out to lupus. And there may be things that we can do to help prolong life. And so it'll be great to kind of learn about some of these things so that if you or someone you know is battling with lupus, you know, you may be able to get some tips to kind of alleviate um, and assuage some of the symptoms and some of the issues that you're going through. So you definitely want to make sure that you keep it locked because we are going to talk about it. And last but not least, Haitian Heritage Month. Hello. (laughs) Haitian Heritage Month is near and dear to my heart because I am Haitian American. I am of Haitian descent. My parent, both of my parents are Haitian. I've been to Haiti because you have to say that, right? Because I feel like that gives you an extra notch when you say I've also been to Haiti in my adulthood as well. So I didn't go at two and never went again. I've been to Haiti in my adulthood. I've done relief work in Haiti. Um, great experience. It really hurts me to see what's happening with the country and that I literally can't go. And I know some people might say, yes, you can, but eh. (laughs) Uh, we can table that. But either way, it's Haitian Heritage Month. And so there's so many amazing things that have already happened in the eight days, you know, that we've already gone through um, to highlight Haitian history and just to, 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 um, highlight just history making that's happening, but I'm going to get into that. I don't want to give too much. <laughs> I feel like once I start talking, I start giving away the entire show. So I want to, I want to keep, keep that tidbit, but yes, May is Haitian heritage month. So you guys will be, um, getting some fun facts in the next couple of episodes, um, about Haitian heritage. And again, We've been incorporating Haitian heritage, I would say, in According to RP from quite some time because a lot of my guests have been Haitian. I am Haitian. I feel like I slip in Haitian Creole words all the time (laughs) without even knowing it. But we have our Haitian Creole word or phrase of the week that we've been rocking with with quite with, I don't know. I, I feel like there's been a lot of energy, a lot of a lot of excitement with it, but we've been doing it for quite some time. So again, another situation where we're not new to this, we are true to this. I've been sharing the culture and sharing the heritage with you guys one phrase at a time. So with that being said, speaking about Haitian heritage, Black Ivy Media, we are hosting our... Um, monthly brunch buzz, the brunch buzz that takes place every third Sunday of the month, usually on IG live. But this time we're going to be streaming live on both uh, YouTube and Facebook live. And the conversation is going to really encompass the, I like to call it mother's month because we're celebrating mother's day on two separate days, right? Haitian mother's day, um, an American mother's day. And then the fact that it's, um, 
Haitian Heritage Month and it's uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And I feel like the conversation that we are going to embark on is going to touch on um, all three of these aspects. So we're going to be talking about the dynamic between Haitian mothers and their daughters. And I know that this is something that can be um, relatable uh, that can be related to by other cultures. So it's not necessarily just a Haitian thing because I have my other friends who are of Caribbean descent, um, black Americans, foundational black. I never know what's, what, what to say. Is it black American? Is it foundational blacks? I'm not sure what the proper terminology is because it changes every other day. But basically my, my black brothers and sisters whose grandparents, great grandparents are from like we're born and raised in the United States. So <laughs> not of Caribbean descent. Um, they, you know, I've had conversations with my female friends that are across the different cultures and they all have talked about this, this resistance, this toxicity, this um, hesitancy, this, I don't know, this, 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 just this weird relationship that they have with their mothers and that this relationship has essentially kind of crippled them as women, um, as adults. Right. Um, and so I wanted to explore that because I myself, um, have had, has, I don't know, (laughs) a very interesting relationship with my mother. I would say that through the years, things have gotten a lot better because I have gotten to understand my mother a lot better. Um, And I think I understand uh, maybe a lot of the things she might've been dealing with when she was living in Haiti and the struggles of coming to America, being a single mother and how that might have, um, I guess, affected um, or directly impacted the way that she could be a mother to me. But at the end of the day, many of us grew up thinking our parents, our mothers in particular, did not like us, that our mothers, you know, were just overly critical for no reason. Like there there was always a lack of understanding. And I think that that lack of understanding um, stemmed from a lack of transparency from our mothers. But at the end of the day, when we're thinking about mental health and we're thinking about some of the traumatic experiences that have probably made them the people that they are today, um, being transparent could also be in a sense opening wounds that they either do not want to open up or you know are afraid to open up right so either way I'm again I'm I'm going <laughs> I'm going into the show um so we're going to be talking about that dynamic and the purpose of it is really to one bring it out bring this conversation out because we're having this conversation in silos but I think that it's important to have this dialogue with our mothers with these maternal figures so that you know, the daughters can have an understanding of the mothers, hopefully a better understanding. And then the mothers can have a better understanding of the daughters and we can get to a place of healing. We can get to a place of peace um, because I think it's really, really important to tackle these issues, especially those of us who still have our our mothers um, around. And even for those of us who have lost our, our mothers, I think having this conversation and seeing that, you know what, you're not the only one who experienced what you experienced with your mother, um, that there are many women who have, who have 
also felt the same or are still feeling the same. I think that's important to hear. And I think it's important to hear from um, the mothers, right? Our mothers, um, hear their point of view, hear what they have to say. Um, Because I think that gives some sort of comfort. And then again, it leads to understanding. And I think understanding is really where we get to the moving forwardness of everything. So either way, <laughs> long explanation. Um, these This conversation is going to take place next Sunday. So the Brunch Buzz, like I said, every third Sunday. This time it's going to be live streamed on YouTube and Facebook Live. You could check us out at Black Ivy Media on Instagram on Facebook um, to get the link. I always encourage RSVPs because RSVPs allows you to get reminders so you don't forget about the event. So you're going to click on the link in bio on our Instagram if you're following us on Instagram to RSVP to our Eventbrite or you can go straight to Eventbrite and type in Black Ivy Media and see what we have coming on. Um, Or you can go to Facebook and click the link that we have there as well too. So hopefully... I see you guys virtually for this very important conversation. Again, I encourage daughters, bring your mothers, you know, have her sit next to you as you are watching the live. It's going to be an interactive live. We're actually going to have um, a mother and daughter duo that's going to talk about their relationship. Um, And I think that's important to see you know, positive um, Haitian mother-daughter relationships. Uh, So, Yes, looking forward to seeing you guys there. Now that I've gotten all of that out of the way, <laughs> we are on to our preliminaries because it's been such a long time since we have, uh, you know, checked in on our preliminaries. I don't want to keep you guys, I don't want to starve you guys because I know that you guys love the preliminaries. So here we are. It is now time for the Urban Dictionary word or phrase of the week. Do you understand? definition um what does keep keep mean what's on fleek can you use it in a sentence i want fleek to lit and it's gonna be lit major key it's time for the urban dictionary word or phrase of the week so this week's urban dictionary word or phrase of the week is stress laxing All right. So stress laxing is being so stressed that relaxing makes you more stressed because you're not working on what's making you stressed. Example, was going to watch my favorite movie, but ended up stress laxing. Guys, this is a serious thing. I don't know, again, if anybody is actually walking around naming this stress laxing. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say I'm stress laxing, but this is a real thing. As we are in Mental Health Awareness Month, we are going to be raising awareness on anxiety, on stress, and how these things can really impact our lives. And I'm telling you this from personal experience, stress can definitely ruin your life. Um, And I think a lot of times for people who are, I always say that I'm not type A, I feel like I'm type A minus type B plus because I'm not that uptight. I'm not that bad guys. But stress, you know, sometimes I get stressed about relaxing because I'm like, wow, if I'm here hanging out, as I like to call it, you know, de-stressing in my mind is hanging out. I'm not working on the things that are actually causing me stress. If I'm stressed about not putting out enough content, if I'm stressed about, 
you know, I don't know, making money and I'm just sitting here either watching Netflix in my mind, I'm like, I could be creating content. I could be finding different ways to make money. And so I'm stressed about my relaxation, <laughs> which sounds crazy. But I think if we're all being honest, um, many of you are stress, stress laxers or you have stress laxed at some point in your life. Um, and I'm here to say that it's not sustainable. It's not, uh, it's not something that we need to be doing in 2022 and beyond. It's a struggle, especially if you are type A, type A minus, type B plus personalities where you feel like you always have to be on, um, and that you, you, you can't afford to be off. Um, but we have to figure something out because we cannot continue life like this, right? Stress is a killer. And when it becomes a challenge to even relax and thinking about relaxing as stressful, that is a problem. That is a problem. Um, I mean, there were times where for me to relax, if I'm watching something on Netflix, I would have the Netflix on my either on my TV or on my um, iPad. And then I would have my laptop doing work while I was watching something. And for me, that was relaxation. And clearly that's not relaxation. So we need to figure out a way to move past this. But I thought that this word was actually really on point considering the fact that again, we're on, we're talking about mental health awareness. Um, but that is, is a real thing that we need to address. Like regardless of what month we're in, we do need to talk about how stress ruins lives and how many of us do struggle with even relaxing. Like I am really big on workcations. That should not be a thing. Workcation should not be a thing. <laughs> and yet we do it. So I like, I mean, I like, I like this term stress laxing. I don't know if I'm using it, but I like it though. It makes sense. It's one of, you know, the few words that tend to make sense in urban dictionary, but I like it. Um, I like the meaning of it. I think that it's very poignant. I think that it has a lot of truth to it. And, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to use it, but I totally understand it. I get the point and hopefully you guys do too. So we are now moving on to the Haitian Creole word or phrase of the week. So this week's Haitian Creole word or phrase of the week is fête de mer. Fête de mer means Mother's Day, celebration of the mothers. Fête, celebration or party. De, of the <laughs> mothers. Mer, fête de mer or fête de mer. If you really want to be, you know, that real Haitian Creole roughness, fête de mer. Okay? You're welcome. <laughs> So for those of you, again, since, you know, the day is essentially over, I don't know if you're still saying happy Mother's Day, you know, past 8 p.m. tonight. But remember, Haitian Mother's Day, if you want to do a real flex, Haitian Mother's Day is the last Sunday of the month of May. In fact, let me actually get the real date out here for you guys. Haitian Mother's Day is... May 29th. So May 29th is Haitian Mother's Day. If you want a real flex, for those of you who do not speak Creole, Haitian Creole, if you want a real flex, let a Haitian mother know, bonne fête de mer. 
Bon fête de mer is happy Mother's Day. Bon fête de mer. All right, now it's time for one of my favorite sections of this show. It is now time for the Big Up of the Week. Watch it. And you feel big up, big up. All of the women, them big up, big up. All of the girls, them big up, big up. All of the women, them big up, big up. So this week's Big Up of the Week goes to Kareen Jean-Pierre. So for those of you who are up to date with what's happening in politics, you guys are on top of the news, you're on top of the shade room and all of these other social media outlets, you know that history was made this week when President Joe Biden named Kareen Jean-Pierre as the next White House press secretary. Now, the reason that this is such a monumental history-making moment is because Kareen Jean-Pierre is the first black person, period, to hold this position ever, ever, ever. And she is also the first openly LGBTQAI+. I always give myself a pat on the back when I also, when I say all the letters because some of you guys just want to stop at LGBT and leave it, leave it, you know. But she is the first openly LGBTQAI plus um, woman to hold this position. And I will say that it gives me even great pleasure because Corrine Jean-Pierre is also a Haitian American woman. Now, I love how the internet tries to discredit <laughs> and try to take away the joy from the Haitians because I, there was a lot of go back and forth on whether or not she was Haitian because they were like, well, she was born in Martinique. Well, you can be born anywhere and be of Haitian descent because guess what? Her parents, both of them are from Haiti. They are Haitian. So even though she was born in Martinique, she is Haitian. It's just like myself who was born in America. I have Haitian parents. So that makes me Haitian American. So Corrine Jean-Pierre is a Haitian American. I had the pleasure of meeting her years ago at a Haitian ladies brunch. I think it might've been their first or second, like huge conference style um, brunch in DC. And I had met her and I thought she was amazing because again, you have a black woman, a black Haitian American woman who is out here really representing us, you know, in the highest levels of government, um, you know, what's not to be proud of, right? Regardless of what your party is, if you're Republican, if you're a Democrat, whatever it is, I think it's always amazing to see um, us get into these heights. And especially when you could brag a little bit more because she's your countrymen, you know, um, I think it makes it even more amazing. So big up to Corrine Jean-Pierre. She has really been working her tail off in government. And I think that this is a position that's well-deserved. And I look forward to seeing how all of this plays out. Um, it's not, you know, the White House press secretary role is not one that is easy. You guys have seen press secretaries come and go, and there's always going to be commentary. She might not always, you know, uh, hit the mark because at the end of the day, you know, she's an, an agent for the government. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that we should all still celebrate the fact that this is, you know, the first black. It's sad that it's the first black in 2022. But I think that this is something that we should be um, we should we should celebrate. We should celebrate because you know what? The Haitian parents worked hard driving taxi cabs, working as CNAs, working in these people's hospitals and whatnot in these people's hotels. 
you know, being disrespected right and left from both black, um, uh, foundational blacks or, you know, I got, guys, I, I'm never going to know how to, how to say this black Americans from, from whites, from, from anybody who was not Haitian for the most part, right. Who, who, who did not speak the language and just to see, you know, their child r- rise to such ranks. I think it's every Haitian parents, um, dream, every Haitian parents, um, proud moment to see that the effort and the sacrifices that they have made, uh, were were for something that they did not do all of this for nothing. So, I also want to big up her parents for her parents for being you know role models. Her parents for being hard workers because I've heard her speak about her parents and talk about um you know how hardworking they were. And so this this win this celebration is really for them as well too. Um, so big up big up to her. So this week's womp womp of the week um goes to well there's a couple of womp womps (laughs) but the first one i think should hopefully be obvious to a lot of you all who follow according to rp um the supreme court what is going on here and this imminent reversal of roe v wade if you guys don't know what roe v wade is please google is is available for everybody wikipedia even is available for everybody. Body, um, learn about what is happening in our country. Um, for the most part, Roe v. Wade talks about abortion rights, right? I think most people are 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 associating it like only specifically, like okay, I think this is the abortion issue. This is the abortion thing. But you guys have to understand how serious this is, especially for those of you who do not live in blue states. And when I say blue states, blue states like New York. This will essentially mean if Roe v. Wade does get reversed, this will essentially mean that uh, abortion, the, the issue of abortion will become a state issue and states will have essentially the final say when it comes to regulation and whether or not it can happen or not. Right. So we already saw states like Texas and and some of these other Mississippi, Alabama or whatever um, already, you know, tacking away picking away at women's rights and this right here is it's going to be quite interesting it's going to be devastating because i was not alive during these times but i've heard about the stories when abortion was not legal um of young women dying because they were performing their own abortions and they were they were going to these back alley clinics that essentially were killing them right and some of you, you know, whether you're pro-life, pro-choice, at the end of the day, um, we have to face what the realities are going to be. But either way, here we are. Um, this is what we are dealing with, among many other things, because there's a lot of things that are effed up um, in this world, in this society, in this government. But either way, that's that. The other womp womp of the week goes to the F-list rapper. I don't even want to say his name because I do not want to give him any more clout than he's been getting on the shade room. But I call him the F-list rapper because I don't even know what the hell category. I mean, he's definitely, you know, not a C-list, not a (laughs) D-list. But either way, the rapper who thought that he could rush Dave Chappelle during his comedy set and get away with it. Like, I mean, again, this is just in my mind, in my opinion, this is just another example of mental illness running rampant in our community. I think this was a manifestation of mental illness at its best. This individual thought that he could just rush 
Dave Chappelle with a weapon. And I know that there's this whole thing where LA County is not charging um, this guy with a, you know, with felony weapon, but he had a weapon. It was like one of these stage guns that had like a knife that like popped out or whatever the case is, but he was coming for Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. Um, either way, Dave's team was not playing that anyways. And so homeboy was effed up and his elbow or arm was dislocated. I saw the pictures. <laughs> so they took care of him. I don't know if he'll learn his lesson because again, if it's mental illness, who knows, but it was crazy. But I'm like, I don't know. Like I saw that they had posted, I think the shade room had posted, um, I think his Spotify profile, he had a song called Dave Chappelle that came out, I think a couple of years ago, where I guess he was talking ill about Dave Chappelle. But either way, I'm like, this is crazy. But either way, Womp Womp goes to him because I really don't know how far he thought he was going to go. Like Dave Chappelle is not a dummy. He has his goon squad like in every exit. Like, I mean, that's, I have, I don't think I've seen a beat down so bad in a while actually um so yeah so womp womp to you i have no i don't know what he was trying to prove i don't know if he's trying to revive his rap career and that's how he thought he was gonna do it uh because you know unfortunately in our society when people um you know do crazy things you know we've find some way to, to, I mean, our reporting, even my reporting, and I'm not, I'm not an ACD, whatever list of anything, but even my reporting of things, right? It's like we bring light and we shine attention to these individuals. And some people, that's all they need. It's like, yo, my rap career or what's left of it, um, needs to be revived. Let me go pull a stunt. Maybe this was it. Maybe he has an album he's trying to promote on SoundCloud. I don't know, but I feel like, this is just another another reason why we need to really talk about mental illness and mental health. I cannot, I cannot, I will not believe that this man has no mental health issues, rapper or not. <laughs> I I cannot, I can, I will not accept the fact that this man has no mental um, illness issues. Um, but either way, that was crazy. So we are now going to move on to the meat of the show. not going to be too meaty today. Um, But as I mentioned earlier on in the show, it is May Mental Health Awareness Month. And I think that it's important um, for us to really address this topic, not just you know, during the month, but throughout the year. So for those of you who have platforms, whether it's, you know, podcasting, whether it's just posting things on your social media, I think it's important for us to all be working towards raising more and more awareness to the various aspects of mental health, right? It's not just anxiety. It's not just suicide. There's so many other aspects And I think that as a black community, we are coming um, very far. I think we've we've come very far um, with respect to this topic of mental health. I think that there's a lot more vulnerability happening. I mean, we have a lot more of our black and brown 
brothers and sisters who are out here getting, you know, degrees and certifications in psychology and mental health sciences to really help our community get to a better place. But we need to find ways to raise awareness, um, you know, as much as we can, because it is something that affects our everyday life. Whether you are, you know, mentally sound or you feel like your mental health um, journey is to the point where you have arrived, whatever that means, um, pretty sure somebody you know is not 100% there, right? And it doesn't mean that they are schizophrenic and they have an actual like bipolar diagnosis or whatever. Because a lot of times people, when they think about mental health, they also like automatically think like illness, but they're not the same thing. Um, everybody has a mental health, right? And when we talk about protecting your peace and all that other stuff, that is part of like that mental health process and making sure that you're keeping your you know, yourself sound. Um, and I think it's important that we talk about the many different ways that we can maintain our mental health. It's not always therapy. It's not always meditation. Um, there's so many other things that we can talk about that can assist us in maintaining our mental health, right? And I think it's important for us to talk about. Um, you know, we talk about the pandemic so much because we currently are still in the pandemic and the pandemic really broke a lot of us down and it's still breaking many of us because, we, you know, whether it's COVID or the after effects of COVID or just the, the economy because of the pandemic, you know, we're all going through some things. Um, you know, I, I just went to um, a friend of mine's um father's funeral and it's only been a year and changed since they buried their mother you know like we're really dealing with things and I think that you know while we are still in this pandemic because we still are COVID has taken a break I hope it's gone forever or I hope it leaves at some point forever but I don't think so I think we're going to be dealing with some form of COVID for probably the rest of our lives but we're seeing how much damage that the pandemic has done and is doing to our psyches, right? Um, and this is not just for those of us who are working or of, of working age, children. Children have been affected. Our elderly population have been affected because we're talking about periods of seclusion and isolation and paranoia. You know, these things have crippled us. And many of us were already crippled from anxiety and other mental health related issues to begin with. And so, these are interesting times. And I think these times require a lot of compassion and understanding um, of each other. I think it requires us to give each other grace and give ourselves grace and to remind ourselves that, as my friend likes to say, we are going through some things. Um, I mean, we are looking around and we are seeing this increase of crime. And right. Is it that people became bad, more bad? I think it's a lot of it mental illness driven, mental illness related. You know, we have a lot of mentally ill individuals who are in these streets, who are homeless. Um, and they, a lot of them are committing some of these acts, right? And then this is then creating even more um, stress for the society because, you know, these criminal acts are, is perpetuating more paranoia, more, more seclusion, more isolation, more anxiety, and it becomes this vicious, vicious cycle. 
And so I think a lot of us, you know, we sit back and we wonder, well, what can we do and how can we move forward to heal, right? How can we heal ourselves? How can we heal our communities? And there are many ways that we can. And I think that that's why it's important for us to have these conversations on a broad level, on a narrow level. Like we have to talk about the different aspects um, because there are many ways to heal. Healing, like I said, is not is not always going to be therapy f- at first, right? I think that therapy should be a part of the conversation for everyone who's literally dealing with something, but it might not be the first step. Um, it could be just finding something that brings you joy, even the smallest joy. So for me, you know, when I've gone through my bouts of either depression, anxiety, you know, recently I've had a lot of different things happening all at once that has caused me to go into a depression. And I was, I think in denial for the most part until my therapist was like, nope, you're in depression. And I had to look around and say, you know what? I actually have been isolating myself a lot more. I have been secluding myself from people, not picking up the phone, not really talking to people who I normally would talk to every day. So I had to figure out how can I get a little bit of joy in my life to kind of climb back out of this hole And one thing I did was I'm like, well, going to church online was not, (laughs) was not working for me anymore. I needed to be in the house of the Lord. I needed to get in a routine where I put on, you know, my nice little wig. If it was a wig day, put on my makeup. If it was a makeup day, because it's not always a makeup day and put on a nice little dress, put on my heels and leave the house and go to church. Um, you know, and feel pretty and feel amazing and feel beautiful. Um, another thing was just find, you know, reading books from my childhood. I went to Barnes and Nobles and I got Fly Girl by Omar Tyree. For those of you who were into urban books in middle school and high school and maybe college, Omar Tyree was one of the goats. And I went and got his book, Fly Girl, because Fly Girl was is is one of these timeless books that those of us from the community we know about. And just purchasing that book, it was like nostalgic for me. And, you know, I'm still reading it because, you know, I have other things to do, but I find some time to read a couple of pages of Fly Girl and that makes me happy. Those of you who are really close to me know that I, I am a very interesting binge watcher. I have binge watched Jane the Virgin maybe 20 times, literally. Girlfriend, maybe 10 times, literally. Something about rewatching these old shows makes me, I don't know, it brings me back to a time in my life when I was happier. Like, you know, the the 90s, the early 2000s, those were very happy times for me. And so something about these shows and even Jane the Virgin, just the family aspect of it, something about it just makes me happy. It's my joy. And so I found ways to incorporate that into my life so that I could be a happier person for me, right? Um, I think even before all that though, the first thing we have to do is acknowledge that something is wrong. Denial is a hell of a drug. And I'm not sure if it was Dave Chappelle who said that or who, I don't know. I don't know who said that. I feel like it was Dave Chappelle, but maybe it wasn't, (laughs) but it's true. And I think that in order for us to really start to move past a couple of things, you know, it might not be grand gestures like the therapy, but it could just be getting a book. It could just be eating 
maybe eating some ice cream. If that's what makes you happy, exercising for a many ends up being the thing. Like we have a lot of people who have become fitness enthusiasts because working out and getting the endorphins up and the serotonin levels up is what is good for them. But either way, the point of this meat, not so meaty (laughs) section of this show is to, again, raise awareness about mental health and to just let you guys know that we all are dealing with it. We all are going through something. We are going through some things and it's okay. And it's also okay to not pick up the phone. So for those of you who have been calling me and are like, what's going on here, guys, I have been at the service and at the mercy of the community, of the church, of my family, of others for my entire life. At this point, now that I'm going through my own, you know, crises and health issues and life issues, I have to figure out a way to unplug and unplugging might mean not picking up your phone call because usually nine times out of 10, when somebody is calling me, they need something from me. It's usually the case when somebody calls me that they need something from me. If they text me, I know they're having a conversation, right? But if they're calling me, they usually need something. And so if I have to protect my mental health, if I need to protect my space so that I can be better, or if I just need to just hibernate so I can go through my life, you know, in peace, That might mean not picking up your phone call. That might mean not going to this event that everybody is supposed to be at and you're expected to be at. And it's okay because at the end of the day, you know, we, they say, you know, we're all carrying our burdens together, but we're not. A lot of us are carrying our burdens alone. And some of these burdens are so heavy, like people would be very surprised that you're carrying it. And some people, you know, who say, well, you know, maybe you should call me. They have their own burdens and they couldn't even carry, you know, an ounce of what you're carrying for you with you. So at the end of the day, I feel like people do have to do what's best for them. And if that means unplug, unplugging doesn't look, it doesn't have one look, right? Some people might say, oh, you need to get off of social media. Social media is where I get my laughs, So I am not unplugging from social media because that's where I get my joy. These cat memes, these animal memes, hilarious. But not picking up your phone call, that could be my unplug, right? And so it just goes to show like everybody's gonna have their own thing and you're gonna have to figure out what's best for you. But we are gonna have a mental health professional, as we always do, come talk um, a little bit more about mental health and some of the various aspects and how it presents in our community and the things we can do individually and as a community to be better versions of not only ourselves, but to really get our community to be you know, a better society, right? Because there's the individual work and then there's the community work. And we wanna be able to get to both. Um, because we all, you know, we don't really live in silos, although we feel like we do at the end of the day, you know, we are an ecosystem. And so we work on ourselves and then we work for the community. That's, I think that's the most sustainable way. I don't know. People might disagree. It is what it is. This is why the show's called according to RP. (laughs) Either way, everyone, I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing rest of the day. Again, happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. It's not too late to celebrate yourself. And even if you didn't get a chance to do it today, you know what? Do it tomorrow. Do it next weekend. And if you're Haitian and Dominican, you get another crack at the apple. 
<laughs> on May 29th. But with that being said, everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host, and I will talk to you guys next week. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all online.